Hello and welcome to The Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. After a couple big deep breaths and just a slight pause. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I will not mind be done. I still think that should be called the wisdom prayer. You're praying for wisdom to know which to accept or which to fight, have courage or acceptance. I don't know. That's just we'll keep this concerning prayer. See how humble I am? What idiot says he's going to talk about humility except someone who has none? So that's probably me. So uh, we'll get started here. As usual, I have my desk full of books and ideas and things to talk about and And I heard I have four hours to share tonight, so I'm just going to start and keep going. And at some point, they'll just cut me off, I hope. Uh, But what we're going to talk about, and for those of you, uh, my story, I'm your your typical sexaholic. Porn, masturbation, cheating, uh, just all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, nothing special, nothing, uh, I have nothing unique in my life that says, oh, you're special, this won't work for you. I thought I did, and that's something that I'm grateful that my sponsor uh, informed me, that there is no such, that only terminal uniqueness will get me killed, and that's the idea that there's something so special, this program won't work for me. Uh, And there is, I'm just a routine run-of-the-mill sexaholic, and this program has worked wonders in my life. It has absolutely saved my life. So why on earth would I pick a topic like humility? Uh, yeah, uh, who comes in talking about humility and tradition 12? I mean, I didn't even know we had traditions, right? Who, who studies the traditions? Um, the reason was I had just finished talking to a sponsee about it. And I thought there is so much wisdom here. And then I get the email uh, from the guys putting this on. And by the way, you guys have done an amazing, phenomenal, phenomenal job putting on this uh, uh, this event. As someone who has done something like this in the past, I know how hard it is. And every time I started thinking, hmm, I wonder when they're going to tell me about how I'd get an email saying this is how it's going to go. So you guys have done a fin- phenomenal job. And also let me remind, just remind everyone to, to uh, if they can, if possible, to uh, do a seventh tradition to Seiko. They could certainly use uh, the funds. Everything's been tough on everyone uh, with COVID. So anyway, back to what I was going to talk about, humility and tradition 12. We're going to talk about tradition 12. We're going to talk about humility. We're going to talk about um, anonymity. We're going to talk about perspective. We're going to talk about step seven, which Priscilla just led into Right, that last question about step six and seven, what a great segue. Step seven, the 12 and 12 on step seven is brilliant on humility. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about spirituality. We're going to talk about a little bit about meetings. May I remind everyone that everything I say is my opinion. I don't speak for anyone but this bozo, and I am absolutely a bozo half the time. I'm, I've opened my heart up to God, and I pray that God speaks through me tonight, and, and I have no idea where I'm going to go. I have an outline, but Usually when I speak, I I realize I did less than a quarter of my outline. Uh, We're also going to talk about Dr. Bob's desk. So don't let me forget Dr. Bob's desk, uh, if you don't know what that what that is about. Um, And then we're going to go wherever else uh, God takes me. So why would we want to look at this? Um, Well, humility on on page 70 of the 12 and 12. And I I was taught something once way long time ago that said, be careful anytime someone teaches teaches with a text without a context, lest it be a pretext. So if you can follow all that, if you're not an English speaker, good luck. Uh, I had to look up all those words too. A text without a context can quickly become a pretext. So let's, let's get some context. I'm going to start on a page that 
I'll bet not too many people have looked at in a while. It's a page in the 12 and 12 that doesn't even have a page number. It's just called forward. So it's actually page 15. And I'm going to read in the middle and I'm getting old. So I got to put my glasses on. AA's 12 steps are a group of principles, spiritual in their nature, which if practiced as a way of life, can expel the obsession to drink and enable the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole. And then AA's 12 traditions apply to the life of the fellowship itself. They outline the means by which AA maintains its unity and relates itself to the world about it, the way it lives and grows. So broken down for an addict brain like myself, the 12 steps are for me and keep me from killing myself and the 12 traditions are for my interpersonal relations and keep me from killing the guy sitting next to me. You've heard it said one steps are prevent suicide, the traditions present prevent homicide. Totally agree. So that's the context of what we're going to talk about in the 12 and 12. That's the big context of why we have steps and why we have traditions. So with that, let's look at page 70 of the 12 and 12. We're in step seven, where we just left off with Priscilla. The second paragraph, indeed, the attainment of greater humility is the foundation principle of each of AA's 12 steps. For without some degree of humility, no alcoholic can stay sober at all. Nearly all AAs have found, too, that unless they develop much more of this precious quality than may be required just for sobriety, they still haven't much chance of becoming truly happy. Without it, they cannot live to much useful purpose or, in adversity, be able to summon the faith that can meet any emergency. So that's from step seven in the 12 and 12. So we take that, the attainment of greater humility, the foundational principle of all our steps. And then I jump over to page 187, jumping back into the traditions now. So now we're jumping into tradition 12. And I go to the last two paragraphs and they say, these experiences taught us that anonymity is real humility at work. So we've just linked humility to anonymity. It is an all-pervading spiritual quality, which today keynotes AA life everywhere. So anonymity links with humility as an all-pervading spiritual quality. Moved by the spirit of anonymity, we try to give up our natural desires for personal distinction as AA members, both among fellow alcoholics and before the general public. As we lay aside these very human aspirations, we believe that each of us takes part in the weaving of a protective mantle which covers our whole society and under which we may grow and work in unity. We are sure that humility expressed by anonymity is the greatest safeguard that Alcoholics Anonymous can ever have. And I look at that last sentence, and I don't know about anybody else in here, but I need SA to survive. I'm going to say that again, because that is absolutely my truth. SA has taught me to be happy, joyous, and free. And hopefully you can hear that in my voice. I am happy, joyous, and free. I love my life. Almost 13 years of sobriety, I cannot express to you the changes that have occurred in my life. I cannot express to you how my father, who I detested and who I hated, is now one of my best friends. I can't explain the miracles in my life. I can't explain how my family is still together. And when I read something that says, this is how I safeguard SA's very existence, and I, I perk up and I say, I better pay attention to that. So what did it just tell me? It linked anonymity and humility as the absolute things we, the, the most important things that safeguard essays very existence. So for me, that leads me to study. Now we kind of gone backwards, like I titled if humility in the 12th, the 12th tradition, we could have gone 12th tradition to humility because that's the way the tr tradition reads. It starts with anonymity. It says the short form, the long form's in the back, uh, it, and it doesn't really add 
it's on page 192. And, and finally, we of alcoholics believe that the principle of anonymity has an immense spiritual significance. It reminds us that we are to place principles before personalities, that we are actually to practice a genuine humility, this to the end, that our great blessings may never spoil us, that we shall forever live in thankful contemplation of him who presides over us all. What a beautiful last sentence. This to the end, that our great blessings may never spoil us, that we shall forever live in thankful contemplation of him who presides over all of us. Um, so we take that long form and, and then I'll just read the short form uh, on page 184. And I'm, I'm trying to, I know I'm talking fast. Again, I, I, I get so excited about this, uh, so much to share. Uh, it's all from the 12 and 12. Virtually everything I say is going to be from the 12 and 12. And I try to, I try to, to uh, give you references if you can jot them down and look them up later, but definitely look them up. I might be making them up. Uh, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. So it's sad to me that that last beautiful line was left out of the actual, but I understand why. So the short version is anonymity. So what are we talking about with anonymity? Let's see. Well, anonymity, what did that mean for me? For a newcomer, anonymity is critical. Anonymity means I can come in and no one can walk down my street going, hey, here's this, here's where the sexaholic lives. Uh, no one can call my work and say, do you know what that guy just admitted to doing? Um, it's important. It safeguards the newcomer feeling comfortable in the program. So it's critical. A lot of us, myself included, thought that was the end and only purpose of uh, anonymity. And it's not. The first sentence of the 12 and 12, page 184. The spiritual substance of anonymity is sacrifice. It doesn't say anything about keeping my last name secret. It doesn't say we're a secret society. It doesn't say don't print my email address to anyone. It says the spiritual substance of anonymity is sacrifice. AA's 12 traditions repeatedly ask us to give up personal desires for the common good. The sacrificial spirit symbolized by anonymity is the foundation of all of our traditions. A willingness to make sure that my desires are put under the desires and needs of the group. And this is where tradition 12 blends right around into tradition one. The traditions aren't a line, they're a circle. 12 feeds right into one. And when I teach or when I take my sponsees, uh, through the traditions. I like to start at 12. Sometimes we go backwards from 12, sometimes we go 12 and then one because I think those are the favorite, my, my favorite, but 12 feeds right into unity. So the big point of anonymity is sacrifice. In AA comes of age, they say the spiritual substance of of the spiritual substance of anonymity is sacrifice. Just what we read. An AA pamphlet on anonymity says in a spiritual sense, Anonymity amounts to renouncing personal prestige as, as an instrument of general policy. We give up our personal desire for the group. So that's one way to one part of anonymity. In meetings, anonymity also gives us uh, it, it protects privacy, like we talked about before. It protects essay. Now let me give you one other part of anonymity that sometimes gets lost. Anonymity is supposed, is supposed to guarantee our equality. What? I've never heard that before. When I close that door at a meeting and I start God's meeting, I am in the room with sexaholics and sexaholics only. I'm not in the room with you know, bankers, doctors, candlestick makers. No, I'm in the room with simply, we are all equal. And I must consciously work to avoid the trap of my sobriety date. My sobriety date does not make the things I say any more important than anything else anyone else says. That door closes 
my resume stays outside and my resume includes my sobriety date. I am Mark, just another bozo on the bus, trying to get well because I'm really sick. And the guy with two weeks of sobriety may have exactly in his mouth what I need to hear. And me with, a, with some years, I may talk right over or under anyone else's head. They have no idea what I'm talking about, which if there's anyone from San Antonio, they're probably smiling saying, yeah, we usually have no idea what you're talking about. And that's okay. Anonymity also gives us equality. So please be, be wary, that trap of the sobriety date. And I get, I, one of my, I travel a lot in my job. So I get to go to lots of other meetings around the world. And I, I hear the debate of, well, should we say our sobriety date or should we not say our sobriety date when, you, when we introduce ourselves? I get the two sides of the question. One side says, well, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a humility trap. And it is. It is absolutely a big lure, fishing lure going across the water that says, my sobriety date is longer than yours. Therefore, I know more than you or you need to listen to me or I'm more important or blah, 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 whatever it is. And then the other part of the question is sobriety dates give hope to the newcomer. And I fall on that side. I think that's more important. And the humility trap is something we all need to work on with our sponsors, with our higher power, with the literature, and with the guy in the mirror to understand that, hey, we all have one day of sobriety. That's today. And I'm not even sure anyone's telling the truth. I'm not even sure I'm telling the truth. So uh, the part on equality, we don't forget anonymity gives us equality. I love, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you why my sponsor told me this once, but he very adamantly said, quit trying to be famous in an anonymous program. There is no greater form of lunacy and crazy and insanity than trying to get famous in an anonymous program. And I, I had to laugh. Um, so, uh, let's see, anything else? Uh, the, the other part uh, of that trap... Um, uh, with with privacy, it, it kind of goes into crosstalk, but it's also anonymity. I never refer to anyone else by name in a meeting. And uh, this is just a little small, maybe it's Mark's pet peeve, who knows, it probably is. When I hear somebody say something cool, I say, I really like what was just shared that really hit me, that really touched me, I liked it. I will not say I liked what Billy Bob said because Jethro sitting next to Billy Bob goes, well, what the hell, you didn't like what I said? And because that's how that's how my brain would do it. So for me, I say things like like I like what was shared before. I just try not to not to put more traps into people's ego deflation because that's what it's so much of this is about. Taking the humility into the meetings for the new people out there. The sooner you can fully accept and fully understand that when that door closes. You have an opportunity to garner so much wisdom. I would take a notebook and I would write down every nugget I got. And then I'd go to my car and I'd review the nuggets. And then before the next meeting, I'd sit in the car and I'd review the nuggets from the previous meeting. There's so much wisdom out there. But you know what I see so much and it breaks my heart. I don't know whether I should say something or not. But so many of the guys with you know three to eight months a year, they hear the topic and they start making notes. They're building an outline for what they're going to share about. I can see their eyes. Well, I'll say that. And, and, and I do I do all of this too. I get in my books. I'm like, oh, I'm going to reference that. And then I'm going to go to this book and really impress them when I bring this book out. Oh, no one's ever read that. I'm going to, I do the same thing. What I need to do is just listen, listen to the people that share. And then when it's my turn, I can say, I don't have anything to add to this amazing amount of experience, strength, and hope I've heard. Or here's what I can throw in. This helped me. Or here's my story. But I don't, I don't need to plan it. The, the planning, that's all about my ego. And it's all about my ego. And there's the arch enemy of humility. My ego. My ego wants to compare sobriety dates. My ego wants to leave the meeting saying, I definitely had the best share in there today. And it's silly and it robs me. And so for people just starting out, when that door shuts, you're equal. We all have one day of sobriety and we can listen. 
So don't rob yourself of that opportunity. Leave the resume outside. Um, okay, so the other part of the tradition now that we're jumping back to tradition 12 is this little phrase, principles before personalities. What does that mean? Um, you know, I like, I, I did some research on that and I found a lot of opinions and I like the way some people have said, you know, it's really principles before my personality or it's principles before my ego. It's, and to me, it's the literature before any person. Um, that we have some wonderful speakers in this fellowship, but they better be talking about the literature. They need to be expressing what's in the literature. The rest is their opinion and they can share it, but it ought to be with an idea of, well, that's just my opinion. I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm a crazy sexaholic. What the, why are you listening to me talking about, uh, you know, parenting tips or something like that? Um, so the principles before personalities is, is, is also important. My ego tells me I know better and more than the literature. I need to be very careful. There's warnings in all the sponsor pamphlets and in, in our part in our, our white book about sponsorship. We're not life coaches. We are not life coaches. We, we take people through the steps. We help them apply the steps in their daily, the steps and traditions in their daily life. We're not given financial advice, I hope. Um, okay, so uh, principles before personalities. Uh, we, we put on a convention here a long time ago, and one of our uh, goals was to bring, we, we had seven or eight old timers that have really helped San Antonio grow. When I came in uh, thir roughly 13 years ago, we had four people at our Saturday meeting. Now we have averaged, even with the COVID, we're averaging 60 to 70 uh, on Saturday. We wanted to thank the people that we had brought in to show us how to do that. And so we advertised some, you know, come to our convention and hear so-and-so and hear so-and-so and hear so-and-so. And we were, I was told, hey, you're violating this tradition, you know? And I thought, well, how am I violating principles before personalities? I'm trying to say, these people are going to be here and they're wonderful speakers and they are going to share the principles as the, as in a beautiful way as only they can and as God has gifted them. So let's not make it, in my opinion, this is my opinion, I could be completely wrong. We don't need to make this difficult um, when the, the, the people are talking about the program and emphasizing the literature and staying true to what's in the literature, we're good. Okay. Uh, and the big line, the big the big question there is, is the speaker, what's his motivation? Is he, is he uh, talking about doing it my way? Is this Mark's, Mark's tradition or is this the program of essay? What's the motivation for the speaker? And I need to keep my, my, my eye on that too. So now we, we go back to the, to um, the 12 and 12. And I want to go to 187 again. And we read these last two paragraphs again. Remember, we've been talking about anonymity, okay? And we talked that it's a safeguard for a newcomer. We talked about it gives us privacy to share what we need to share, uh, equality and protection. And I, I want to say one last thing on, um, on privacy and, and anonymity. Dr. Bob, I love Dr. Bob. He's my favorite. I just love Dr. Bob. If you haven't read Dr. Bob and the Old Timers, I recommend it heartily. Um, and we'll get to what Dr. Bob had on his desk. Uh, Dr. Bob uh, w had some nice words about anonymity. And one of his funny stories was uh, that he went to speak somewhere and it was a snowy night. And as he was leaving, everyone in the fellowship there was saying, oh, thank you, Dr. Bob, for, for speaking. Um, uh, my name's, you know, Billy Bob L and I I'm Jethro Q and this is Willie Boy. And, uh, if you have any trouble on the roads, you know, you call us because we know we, we can get you out. we got cars that can do this. And this is really nasty night out. Well, it hit it. It, it really Dr. Bob realized as he's getting in his car, he's like, if we have problems getting home, how am I going to call anyone? I don't know anyone's last name. And the point of anonymity, again, is not to let. It's not that we're secret amongst the fellowship. The guy sitting next to me needs to know how to get a hold of me. And I need to know how to get a hold of him. Anonymity at the level of press, radio, TV. It's very clear. And Dr. Bob would get excited about telling people, 
that's where we need anonymity. Below that, if you're doing anonymity, you're doing it wrong. And he would say that's the wrong application of anonymity, just as bad as going out on TV and, and giving your last name and saying, I'm the perfect example of uh, Sexaholics Anonymous sobriety. So keep that in mind with anonymity. We, we sometimes, we, I get a little crazy and uh, with, with what, what we're doing with anonymity. I need to know how to get help from my fellows and they need to know how to get a hold of me. Um, and in today's world, gosh, we have thousands of ways to do that. Um, okay. Uh, we read 187 already. It's the last part of tradition 12. And it's where they turn the corner from anonymity and they link it to humility. So we're going to make that change too. We're going to we're going to make that transition. We're going to go from talking about anonymity to humility. And we we just talked about anonymity, equality, privacy. Now we're saying anonymity is also humility. Well, I've never heard anyone talk really about that before. So what are we trying to say? And again, we I alluded to it earlier. It is eliminating my need or desire for personal glory or to tell everyone how to do things because I'm in charge and I know best to the group and unity and letting us all succeed together. I do not have to succeed alone. Um, in a way, it's so beautifully written in humility. And I don't, I have no idea how many people are on tonight uh, are listening. Maybe by now we're down to four. That's probably my family. Um, but uh, there, if I asked how many people or asked for your definition of humility, I'm pretty sure I would get that many different answers. Humility is a hard thing to grasp. The book talks about being right-sized. Okay. <laughs> the book talks about being right-sized as a definition of humility. Now, when I think about, okay, I'm right-sizing. And one of the ways that I, I learned to get humble, because if you haven't figured out by now, I'm capable of huge ego bursts. Um, one of the ways I stay humble is there's this old TV show called Land of the Giants. And I'm really old, you know, I'm not as old as Arby. Shoot, he rode dinosaurs to school. Um, but uh when when this, this this movie poster, the door opened and this light came out from this big giant and the, and the little guy standing there at the door cast this big, long shadow. But he was like this big and the giant was huge. And just that little momentary flash in my brain reminds me that, Mark, you are not all that. You are that big in this world. And it gives me some humility. And humility is what allows my 11th step to flourish. It is how I can be in, let me put it this way, I can't be in conscious contact with my higher power when my ego is running my show. I just can't. I'm playing God. That's the first thing my ego does is, God, get out of here. I got it. Here's how it's going to go. So, land of the giants, I'm bitty. I'm right-sized. But in that example, there comes a, there's a concept kind of hidden in there that's called perspective. I didn't know that was in the book, but in the 12 and 12, page 45, it says, if you lose your perspective, you'll lose your humility. And step four on page 48, in the step four part on page 48, it says, we started to get perspective on ourselves which is another way of saying that we were gaining in humility. Wow, that's pretty cool. So what are we talking about with perspective? I need the perspective of somebody else. I need my sponsor's perspective on what I'm doing and what I'm thinking and what this crazy brain is putting out as good data because most of it is crazy. Just like uh, was said earlier today in one of the speakers, and by the way, I've been here since the fireside chat, so I've had a great day. Um, one of the speakers, I know who it was, I'm just not going to use his name, uh, talked, and I, I forgot what he said, what he said <laughs> but um, the, the part of perspective, well, you need a sponsor, and you need um, other people in the fellowship, and you need the mirror, you need 
an ability to see your see your, yourself as you rightly are. And I was incapable of that when I came in. So remember, perspective. If the only person I'm asking about my actions and thoughts are me, I've got a big problem. I remember what I was going to say. The previous speaker said, Statistic, statistically, if I do the opposite of what my brain says, I'm going to come out ahead. Uh, he says it in a different way, uh, as his, his sponsor told him. Um, and that's that's so true for me. So get a new new people. Find trusted members. Get perspective. When I came in, my my first sponsor wasn't sober. He was lying the whole time. I I was with him for 18, 19 months. I I the good part is he didn't know anything, so I had to get into the literature because he was just making stuff up and talking to me about Spurs basketball. And I'm like, yeah, Spurs basketball is great. Oh, and sticking me with the check after every lunch and coffee. And I'm like, now, wait a second. This is what, what are we doing here? And I finally figured out, I don't think he knows anything. So I started using other people's sponsors through them. Um, but what it did was it increased my circle of perspective. Okay, so please don't forget that idea of perspective when you start looking at humility. And please understand, I was joking earlier that I can talk for four hours. Um, we could talk. We could do a whole weekend on humility. Humility is a huge topic. Right sizing, uh, uh, you know, thinking of me. Think it's not thinking less of me, but thinking of me less. I think I said that correctly. Not thinking less of me, but thinking of me less. Um, uh, you know, a, a hundred you know cute pithy uh, ways to to think about humility. Um, for me, another wonderful lesson that I was taught was, and, and I totally accepted, gives me great peace. It's such a wonderful thing. I don't know, don't tell them, whisper it to you. So just, just between you and I, it'll be our secret. I don't know what is good or bad for me. I have no flipping clue. If you ask me today, do I want to win the lottery? I'd be like, oh, heck yeah, sign me up. I want to win the lottery. That'd be great. And then in one year, when I've ruined the life, my own life, I've blown the money, everyone hates me, I've done terrible things with the money, I'd be like, wow, that did not work out well at all. I really have no idea what is good or bad. When I hit my bottom, I thought that was the worst day of my life, turned out to be the best day of my life. So when things happen, the narrative in my brain wants to judge it right away. What is judging? Judging is me playing God. Does that sound like humility? Heck no. Farthest thing from humility. When I start playing God, when I judge, I am playing God. Something happens. I judge it as good as as good or bad. Today, thanks. Thank you, God. I can say, well, that's interesting. Hmm. This will be fun. Hmm. I wonder how this will work out. And I'm talking about going through some bad things. And that was my reaction. I, I hear all shit. My the San Antonio guys are like, oh, don't talk about your stupid car again. I just got a new car. I love it. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I love it. I'm having so much fun driving it. For the first time in 35 years of driving, somebody hit me in this three-month-old car as I'm on the way to a meeting. And I'm getting, it's my coffee addiction. I'm getting a Dunkin' Donuts. And I wasn't even going to go to Dunkin' Donuts. I'd already had coffee, but I thought, well, it's an hour and a half meeting. I'm, I'll probably need coffee. You know, off I go into Dunkin' Donuts. I get hit. Somebody else needed coffee worse than me, apparently. And he just he just hit me while I'm waiting on my coffee in the drive-thru window. Um, anyway, and I, and I didn't get mad. And we exchanged our numbers. And I have a good day. Okay, nice to meet you. You're a nice guy, Gunther. And then we... <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, whether it's good or bad, I'm out of that business. That business is playing God for me. Um, so Jess L told the story to my sponsor. He, he, uh, actually, um, th th this is the other side of humility that I want to, that I do want to touch on. And again, again, we, I don't have time. I'm giving you the reader's digest version on a lot of this stuff. Um, humility also means honesty about mm -hmm. God's gifts to you. Humility, that's there's something called false humility, false pride. Oh, I'm I'm not a, you know, I'm not, I don't know much about the program. I 
I, I can't do my job very well. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm not a, I'm a terrible dad. You know, I'm a, I'm a terrible husband. You, none of those things are true. Those are lies that fall to me. It falls under the honesty part of our program, but for some, it falls under the humility part. They, there's that idea that to be honest and say, Mm -hmm. God has gifted me in my ability to whatever let's in the example with Jess L it was his, his writing. He was an author. And my sponsor tells the story that Jess L had to start saying, I'm a great writer. I've sold 2 million books because if he can't accept that God has gifted him, how can he be grateful to God for the gifting? And, and to me, that, that makes perfect sense. So that's the other side of humility is the false humility piece. We don't, we don't need that. Um, uh, another one of my sponsors, sponsor, uh, Cherry would tell a story, or actually, I guess it wasn't a story. It was, it's a story to me. My sponsor observed it. Um, a guy came into an AA meeting half drunk. And everyone kind of listened to him babble, and then he went on his way. Two weeks later, Cherry, who I make up had probably the most or a lot, the most sobriety in the room, quoted him and said, this is what I learned and quoted the half drunk newcomer. Now, see, I wouldn't do that. I would have dismissed that guy. I'm like, who's this idiot? And I would have been making notes about what I'm going to say. I would have been that guy. Um, So that's another trap for for me. Um, Listen, listen to what is said. Be, have have the way to be humble. And you, you know, you've heard me talk about, I'm just a bozo, you know, that helps too. Um, I like the, the, the idea of, of humility for it is the only way I can be in conscious contact with God. That makes 10, 11 and 12 as I do every minute of every day. I try to, that was a lie. I try to do 10, 11 and 12 every minute of every day. Um, and, and if, if, I can't find my higher power if I don't feel them. It's my ego. It's my humility. Um, I'm going to tell one more. Uh, how are we doing on time? I'm going to tell one more story, uh, maybe two more stories, and then I'll close. Um, I had so much more to tell. I haven't even hit this stack over here. You guys can't see it. I have a stack of papers. Um, so uh, the only time uh, my sponsor has gotten mad at me, and you, you've heard from my sponsor earlier today, uh, I think he talked about strawberries or something. Um, and uh, I said, oh, man, did he get mad? I said, he, he helped me with something. And I, I I said, thank you very much, sir. Man, did he get mad? He goes, what? And I said, thank you, sir. You know, may I have another? I don't know. What am I supposed to say? And 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 he goes, what are you trying to do? Cause me to lose my sobriety? Don't you feed my ego like that. I am one drunk helping another drunk, one sex drunk helping another sex drunk, nothing more, nothing less. Don't call me sir and don't thank me. We're helping each other. And hopefully there's some sponsees listening that can attest to that is one of probably the only rule I have in sponsorship. Don't thank me. I don't, my ego doesn't need it because my ego wants it absolutely wants it. Um, okay. And then, uh, yeah, that's a funny story, but I won't tell it because we're running out of time. I'd rather get to your questions. That's more important. So to conclude, I actually wrote a conclusion. So, uh, leave your resume at the door, humility, humility, humility. Um, the step seven verbiage in the 12 and 12, man, get in there. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's about humility. Um, please hear how we began this. And and I apologize if I just talked way too fast. Really am excited to share this. The point is humility, increased humility is how we get to happy, joyous, and free. And that's why I'm here. I don't care whether my sobriety dates one week, one month, one year, or one day, if I can be happy, joyous, and free. But I'll tell you, there was no happy, joyous, and free when I wasn't sober. So I had to get sober first and then work in the steps, emphasizing humility, getting over myself. I'm not all that. Um, And with that, I will close. Thank you for listening. Oh, I did forget Dr. Bob's desk. Thank you, Dennis.
I, I very much appreciate that. Okay, so you guys want to hear a definition for humility. Yes. So this was the this is the plaque that was on Dr. Bob. I love Dr. Bob. I, this was what was on his desk. Uh, her humility is. Listen to these words. Perpetual quietness of heart. Did you hear Malcolm earlier today talking about uh, uh, meditation? Yeah, Malcolm's such a rager, isn't he? Man, he's just like all over the place. He's got a great dog, by the way. Um, perpetual. That was a joke. Malcolm is not a rager. He was so calm. It was like the most soothing hour of my day today. Perpetual quietness of heart. It is to have no trouble. It is never to be fretted or vexed, irritable or sore. To wonder at nothing that is done to me. To feel nothing done against me. Think about that. To feel nothing done against me. I think everything is personal. I mean, I, I, like was Malcolm shared, I blame the weather. It's personal. It's raining personally affront to me. It is to be at rest when nobody praises me. Ooh, that's a tough one. It is to be at rest when nobody praises me. I am going to try so hard not to look at that silly app uh, on the phone after my talk and, and see how many people said, well, that, that doofus was kind of funny or what, well, I don't know what he was talking about. He spoke fast, but I have no idea what he said. I'm going to do my best not to look at it. Uh, is to be at rest when nobody praises me. And when I am blamed or despised, it is to have a blessed home in myself where I can go in and shut the door and pray to my father in secret and be at peace as in a deep sea of calmness. Again, remember Malcolm talking about being the water in the fishbowl, a deep sea of calmness when all around and about is seeming trouble. So man, you, you want to, you want to set the bar high. There it is. Perpetual quietness of heart being fine with nobody praising me, being at peace, a sea of calmness. So I figure I'm about 98 of the way. No, I'm, I'm not even close to touching that. And that's why I'm sticking around uh, for this program. And as, because as my sponsor says, it's, it's good today, but it's not as good as it's going to get. So keep coming back. So with that, I can take questions. Um, thank you guys. That was, that was absolutely, absolutely. Uh, really enjoyed that. Um, so we had a couple of questions. First is, are you sponsoring? They want your number if you're a sponsor, <laughs> if they're available. Uh, yeah, I do sponsor. Um, uh, I have, I am full at the moment. Uh, I think last count I had 12 sponsees and uh, that keeps me pretty busy. Uh, so I probably will decline sponsoring, but I'm always available for phone calls and texts and I'll put my number on the the chat line, as long as I don't read anything about me, <laughs> which I'll try to do, which I'm going to fail miserably. I know it. Okay. Um, All right. So your talk is amazing. Um, next question. Uh, how do I stay humble when my wife and others are so angry and upset? It makes me feel less than, and my boundaries seem to disappear. Okay. Um, are they angry at what you did? Or are uh, they angry at life? Do you want to I'm join reading, them? And I'm reading yeah, the questions. So. I understand. I understand. So I'm I'm pausing out loud. Are they angry at the weather like I get? Are they mad at world events and you want to join them in their outrage? Look, I have to. T my wife is very political, and I this last few months in America, I had to say, babe, I'm done. I can't handle it anymore, and I left the room. I would just get up and leave, and she's like, "Okay." And I just, I, I don't want to be outraged every morning. So, not so. I don't know if, if, if the wife, the family, whatever's mad at what he did. Well, guess what? There's something called consequences for our actions, and you may be experiencing some. Um, on that issue, you know what was really helpful to me, and it's a, it's a. I'm going to steal it from, uh, uh, from a, uh, <laughs> well, well, from maybe uh, from a comedian. Bill Cosby. <laughs> so he, uh, he, he, anyway, he used a different thing, but I imagined a big jar of marbles, one full, and then one jar empty. And only God knows how many marbles are in this jar. Okay. And I would say, God knows how many times my wife or someone else is going to rage at me for what I did. But I know that the number is finite. 
because there's an end to this jar and there's that many marbles in it. I just don't know how many. So every time she rages at me, that's one less marble in that jar and one more marble in the spent rage jar. And I would do my best to keep my mouth shut and only say, I am sorry for what I did. I'm not, I'm doing my best to not do that stuff ever again. I'm sorry for what I did. I didn't try and justify. I didn't try and rationalize. Um, just kept my mouth shut. And again, this is a topic for your sponsor, uh, for your group. Um, there's too many ways that that question could be asked that I wanted to say any more about. Not a problem. Uh, next question is, um, why is it difficult to talk to God and why is it difficult hearing? Well, for me, it's very simple. Um, I'm God. So when, when my ego is up and I'm not humble, I can't hear God because all I can hear is the noise in my own head. The noisy soul is part of the white book. Brilliant. I can't hear anything because life is too noisy. Again, Malcolm on meditation, when I can get quiet, God, to me, my higher power talks to me in this really quiet whisper in my heart, in my chest, not in my head. I get very nervous when I think of it, when something appears in my head. I need to bounce that idea off of others. Uh, just like Bill in one of the traditions thought it would have been this great idea how they were going to help AA until he took it to the group. And they're like, yeah, no, not at all. And Bill even thought it was all, you know, religious and biblical and all this stuff. And they're like, no, not doing it. So for me, I've learned it's in my heart. It's very quiet. And I can't get quiet enough if my ego is running the show because my ego is looking out and controlling everything I see and planning the rest of the day and refighting arguments I had yesterday and winning fights I had in second grade and planning my retirement. I can't hear. So for me, it's a deep breath. It's a quiet. It's a lot of what Malcolm was talking about today with meditation. Then I can hear, feel the voice or the spirit of God in my life. And, and, you know, let me, let me, well, I, I don't want to get into that, but <laughs> a short Reader's Digest version for me, most of the time when I pray, the answer from God I get is, I don't know what's going to happen either, Mark, but let's go together and have an adventure. Just take me with you. That's what God says to me. When I say, should I go right? Should I go left? God says, I don't care. Pick one. Take me with you. There's going to be good and bad in every decision and every action. Take this job. Take that job. I don't know. Pick one and take me with you. That's what's worked for me. And that's just my opinion. That's not in the literature. Love it. Um, kind of a, more of a comment, but we'll see if you have a response to it. Uh, it says, uh, I could not <laughs> if it's live negative. I might start crying. If it's a negative comment, I'm going to wilt and fall apart right here. We don't um, like your shirt. <laughs> it says I could not live my life comparing myself to others. It makes me jealous and jealousy without recovery will kill me. I never have enough. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's the judgmental part that I, I tried to talk about That judgmentalism is nothing more. It's a fancy word for playing God judging. I'm judging. I don't know. I can't judge myself. I don't know what's good or bad. How on earth do I know what's good or bad for someone else? Next one is, uh, it's, um, have you read Bill W.'s last message? He explains anonymity beautifully, my dear yeah. friends, and that he does have it here. Um, you know, I can go ahead and read it. Sure. It, 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 sure. We've got time. Sure. I have read it and it is, yes. It reads, if I were asked which of these blessings I felt was most responsible for our growth as a fellowship and most vital to our con continuity, I would say the concept of anonymity. Anonymity has two attributes essential to our individual and collective survival, the spiritual and the practical. On the spiritual level, anonymity demands the greatest discipline 
of which we are capable. On the practical level, anonymity has brought protection for the newcomer, respect and support of the world outside, and security from those of us who would use AA for sick and selfish purposes. AA must and will continue to change with the passing years. We cannot, nor should we, turn back the clock. However, I deeply believe that the principle of anonymity must remain our primary and enduring safeguard as long as we accept our sobriety in our traditional spirit of anonymity, we will continue to receive God's grace. Here, here. Good. Yeah, absolutely. So you're saying you agree thank, with Bill? I, absolutely. Whoever shared that, thank you very much. Greatly appreciated. Um, I am one year sober in my fifth step and serving in my home group in multiple roles. Is there any test or indicator to know if I'm being humble or if I seek be, being seen and famous? <laughs> yeah, get a sponsor who, who yells at you. Quit trying to be famous. Um, uh, you know, it, this, uh, there's several answers. Um, a trusted fellow, your sponsor, sharing your motivations. That's the big piece for me is, and, and I'm not lying, when I pick this shirt out of my closet, I ask myself, why am I picking this shirt? Am I trying to present an image? I, in fact, when I have found out how we were going to do this on Sim, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take my computer in front of this real big mansion, and I'm going to make everyone think it's my mansion, and I'm going to get in my little golf cart, and I'm going to drive for 15 minutes to my front door because that's how much land I own in Texas. I had all these crazy fantasies. So anyway, um, I digress. Uh, the... the the motivations for everything we do as best as you can and realize I, I and everyone I've sponsored are born liars. We lie to ourselves, self-delusion, like was shared earlier about thousand forms of fear. Self-delusion is one of those in there. I mean, we, we, we think about the fear and then we usually stop with that sentence, but self-pity and self-delusion are also in the um, hundred forms. So, we need to bounce those ideas off and, and go to the sponsor, go to another trusted servant, say, hey, I've been asked to, to share or I've been asked to do this service position or I've been asked to lead or whatever. I'm feeling puffy, puffed up about that. I'm starting to feel like I deserve it. In fact, here's another story from my sponsor. My sponsor, when he hit, I think, 30 years or 28 years or something, he used to, I don't know if he told the story today. Um, he got mad when his home group only gave him five minutes to talk about his 25 years or 28 years or 30 years. I don't remember what the anniversary was. And then he realized because he's so good at this and he's taught me how to look at my, how to always be looking at, at your motives. And he said, you know, I'm not well enough to talk one minute let alone five minutes. And he called back the guy that had called him and said, I'm sorry, I'm not well enough to talk at all this year. And so he did. And that's, that's what he has taught me. And I hope to encourage you guys and, and everyone, the motive, why am I doing this? Everything I do, what is my motivation? And you'll get it. You'll figure it out. You'll, you, you, and you can make mistakes. You know, I took some, I did some of those things and I went, in hindsight, that was all about my ego. I should have turned that down. And you, you make a mistake, you go on. And we have more requests for your contact information. So when we're done here, you know, if you want to put that, any contact information you're willing to give in the chat box, we can get that out to everyone. Um, sure, I will. And uh, then next question is, uh, when I try to be humble, I made other pro program fellows as my higher power. And depending in them, how do I go about it? Okay. Uh, this may be the principles over personalities part that we talked a little bit about is, look, get into, my advice is get into the literature. Humans are going to make mistakes. Uh, we are not worthy of being anyone's higher power. The group can be your higher power. And the group is expressed by the opinions of everyone because we're all equal and we all get a voice. Um, 
So watch, make, especially if you're just thinking, well, this guy's the most sober guy. He must be the smartest or he must have the best grasp. His program is his program and it may have nothing to do with your program. His experience may not help you in the least, or it may be a a blessing and a godsend. Um, So ask around. Um, There's there now there's, that's one answer. Then there's the other answer of, Hey, have you looked at codependency? Are you looking at other addictions? You know, do you need some professional therapy? Uh, none of those things. Now, I'm not going to talk about any of that because that's outside the scope of the program. It's not appropriate. But there are other avenues to why I keep clinging to people instead of principles. Well, that is all the questions we have. Um, so if you have any, we have about, you know, two or three more minutes. If you have any final. Okay, here's here's the funny story of Here's the funny story I was going to tell that I didn't, I ran out. So, um, and I heard this at a convention and I'm going to butcher it all up. And I'll just, uh, if you're out there, whoever told this story at the convention, one, one of the, con- I don't, was it Newark? I don't remember, but one of the conventions had a great little, just, it was an hour of just tell funny stories. And so uh, this guy said, well, here's my funny story. He told it first person. So I, I'm, I'm going to try. He said it was him. Uh, we'll see if it's true. So he he came in in his first meeting and, he, and you know, he's, there's a couple guys there over the year, two years. And he's like, yeah, these guys don't know what they're doing. And I'm a, I'm a, I run my own company. I should be in charge here. Look, this this group conscience is totally ineffective. And they're not no one's following Robert's rules of orders. And I was, you know, senior class president or whatever. And um, so he's all full of ego. And he's like, man, you know, I've got 90 days now. I need to, I need to be the GSR. Or I need to start running intergroup. And um so the, the the leader of the meeting and their GSR was talking to the assistant GSR and they they say hey hey Billy Bob come on over here. and so Billy Bob comes over there and he's thinking ah it's about time they've noticed my skills they've noticed my talent and they go hey Billy Bob we we were wondering if you're ready for a service position and and Billy Bob goes puffs puffs his chest out and he says. I, you know, I am. I've got 92 days now, and I'm I'm ready. Do you guys, you guys need a a chair of the of the intergroup? You need a treasurer of the intergroup? You know, you you want me to be the the regional rep for Seiko? Uh, I can be a trustee if you need one. And the guy's like, well, no, we're we're thinking more in in the group. And he's like, oh, uh, I yeah, I can lead for the next six months. I'll be here. I'll lead every meeting. And, no, that's. Not really, you know, Jimbo, and he's, Billy Bob goes, uh, Jimbo, Jimbo. Yeah, I know Jimbo. Well, Jimbo's moving, and we need someone to replace him. So Billy Bob's thinking, well, what's Jimbo? I don't know what Jimbo does. Okay, I'm your man. I will replace Jimbo. What's Jimbo's job? And they looked at him, and they said, well, you know the coffee that you drink? And so, what? I'm making the coffee? And they go, oh, no, no, no. That's Fred's job. You're the assistant coffee maker if Fred doesn't show up. So now there's a good humble story. And with that, I think, well, we've got a minute or two, but uh, that's important it. job, though. So that's my Billy Bob and story. I'm, uh, rather right. than have you there, I mean, I can see if, if uh, we have anything, if there's anything I missed. Oh, I know. you know what? There is. We're going to say a prayer. And I'm going to, you know, this will be perfectly timed. We are going to end, and uh, thank you again for reminding me about Dr. Bob. I can't believe I forgot it. We are going to do the seven-step prayer, and this is something that's been really helpful to me lately. We're going to do the seven-step prayer, and I have it written down. I'm I'm not afraid to, not ashamed to say that, you know, I say this prayer every day for 12 and a half years, and yet if you put a microphone in front of me, I'll go, uh, and I'll I'll mess it up. So Mm -hmm. I always write it down. When we get to all of me, we're going to go real slow there and we're going to breathe. And that breath in the chest, that is going to be my higher power. And this has been really beautiful and helpful for me. So we'll end with the seventh step prayer. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me. All of me, good and bad, I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character, which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. 
Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. Thy will, not mine, be done. Thank you very much for the honor, and it was an honor to be asked to speak and to speak tonight. Thank you. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.